Welcome to the Days for Girls podcast, a show about breaking barriers for women and girls around the world. I'm your host, Jessica Williams, Chief Communications Officer at Days for Girls International. At Days for Girls, we believe in a world where periods are never a problem. We are on a mission to shatter the stigma and limitations associated with menstruation by increasing access to sustainable period products and menstrual health education for all people with periods. Today's guest is Jamila Mayanja. Jamila is the founder of Smart Girls Uganda, a nonprofit that empowers young girls and women through trainings to build their self-esteem. In 2017, she innovated the Smart Bags for Girls product, which is a comprehensive menstrual hygiene bag with kits and educational programming designed to help girls in Uganda stay in school during their menzies. Because of her work, she was chosen to be part of the 2015 Mandela Washington Fellowship for Young African Leaders Initiative, where President Obama recognized her for curbing youth unemployment. Her Smart Bags for Girls idea has been selected as one of the winners of the Open IDEO UNFPA Young People's Sexual and Reproductive Health Challenge. I just love talking to Jamila, and I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Now let's go on to the show. You founded an organization called Smart Girls Uganda. So I would love to start out by talking about that organization and what made you found it? What made you uh, give that a go and start start Smart Girls? When I was in, in primary school, I was among the, like, I would say the bigger girls. I've always had uh, been bigger than my peers. I grew my breasts um, sooner. I started my periods really young. Um, at nine years old, I was a bit bullied in primary school. But when I went to high school, high school was like my safe space. I went to an old girls' school that was called Nabisunsa Girls' School. And I really, like, it's, I spread my wings. I helped grow my self-esteem. Um, I felt really like in a safe space that was different from my primary school. So when I was at high school, I was very social. I was in every club. I was. I also started a club. I was in every cabinet. I was on the A-level counselor. Like I was. I used it as a platform to build my self-esteem, my self-confidence, to help those who were experiencing bullying. So really, I believe my high school experience and having found it as a safe space led to my inspiration to start Smart Girls um, Uganda. Because the for me, ideally, first when I started it, it was to really um, empower young girls and women to build their self-esteem, and which grew in, in more of our interventions that we're doing now. But also, it led from my personal experience that I faced when I was in high school. So when I was in primary, where I was bullied so much, I really wanted to build a safe space where I would help young girls and women. So yeah, that's how I started Smart Girls. It came. Um, though when I went to sec, um, university, um, I lost my dad in between, so it was really hard for me. I first worked for a company, I was the marketing manager, but later on, I noticed that wasn't my calling. I ended up resigning my job in 2012 and started on the idea of starting Smart Girls. So I, Smart Girls, the idea was born in 2012 and was fully registered in 2015. Um, I decided to take a bold move, left the highly paying job and went into a journey to really um, empower girls and women from the inspiration that I had from high school. My mother was first 
first thought I was crazy, but yeah, she later now she's my biggest cheerleader. So yeah, that's <laughs> really about my Sertman girls. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. Now I want to unpack that a little bit. So for those of us like myself who've never been to Uganda, what is it like for the majority of young mm-hmm. girls there who are of you know primary school age, high school age? Are they also experiencing some of the same things that you experienced? Um, yes, and what why is really sad and why it really encouraged me to start smart girls was the fact for me, even going through the bullying, going through menstrual bullying and stigma. I was from a privileged family of sorts, weren't so poor, but the more I got to find out about the girls that I live in Uganda were going through even worse situations than I than I was. Because I was ideally my family was more of like a middle class earning family. But most of the girls here in Uganda, can you imagine 24% of only of girls go on to get into secondary school? So as among the lucky ones who went on and received secondary school, um, you can imagine only one in four children um, in Uganda start primary school. And that one child is usually a boy. And these other three girls are either not going to secondary school because um, they're facing menstrual poverty, they're pe- facing um, poverty at home, their parents can't afford to take them in school, um, either they're among those who have ended up um, being um, victims of teenage pregnancies, because here yeah, we have over 22% of adolescent girls are pregnant by the age of, of, of 14. So a 14-year-old here in Uganda, it's really hard for her to move on and finish university. Yeah, we see, can you imagine even 60% of new HIV infections in Uganda are, are by adolescent girls? So you can, there's too much, we're not doing so much in trying to keep girls in school, in trying to prevent them um, in getting to teenage pregnancies, in having them access um, um, friendly reproductive health services. Um, it's really crazy. And something as simple as a reasonable part is keeping them out of school. Um, something as simple as access to light, to water is keeping them out of school. So the situation here for girls is a bit alarming. And we, some of us have been lucky. That's why I ended up starting Smart Girls to try and make sure those who have been lucky a little bit can give can give back to the girls who are not lucky like us. So I... I want to go deeper into this. So there's clearly a problem and women or, or young girls need help. And so Smart Girls Uganda, how how do you how do you operate in order to serve these young girls and help them get educated and stay in school? So we started first with before when I just started Smart Girls were mostly doing um mentorship, self-esteem games to try and build the self-esteem for the girls to believe, believe in themselves that they can actually achieve um, more than the boys here. They can actually they can achieve the, the same as the boys. So Smart Girls first, first initially started with mentorship programs. So while we kept on doing these programs, we kept on identifying the problems that I've, I've talked about earlier. And one of them, so one of our biggest program now is called the Smart Bugs for Girls. And this came about before um, through one of the interventions we did that was called the Father-Daughter Dance, where we used to do for the mid, 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 middle-class young ladies to build their self-esteem um, through their fathers. So this uh, we did this event to fundraise 
um, for reasonable parts, but while also empowering the young girls through their fathers, the privileged ones, I would say, that still needed to build their self-esteem. So um, we used to give out reasonable parts that we buy from partners, but we still noticed a percentage of some of the girls were still staying out of school, despite us giving them the reasonable parts. So I went on and innovated something called the smart bag um, that really uh, facilitates the use of reusable pads, um, that really facilitates, gives the girls more convenience in using reusable pads that has been provided by us or, or other stakeholders. So this bag comes um, with a component where the girls can put their unused reusable pads, um, even when they, get, when they get to school and if they can't access water, they don't have time to wash those pads. Um, they don't have the room to to add to um, to hang them. There's a, a department in the bag where they could keep the, that soiled pad so that they can conveniently go back home and and clean them properly and wash them at their convenience. So this intervention has helped us really facilitate the girls to stay in school during their um, their menstruation. And um, we've also innovated it further. Now we are making it um, a plastic recycled bag. Because of the rainy season, we noticed these girls, when they are moving, the first prototype we made, it was just getting so it was the content would get wet when it is a rainy season. So now we are recycling plastic and making it waterproof. And then we also discovered why we were giving out the recycled smart bags. Um, there are some girls um, whose performance was still lagging. And this was because by the time they would get back to get back home after school, they had to do a lot of housework. They had to do a lot of um, le like labor for for their household. So by the time they would finish the housework, it is really dark. They don't have access to power to read their books um, or to do their homework. So they are behind house um, homework. So we also innovated another smart bag that we call the recycled solar smart bag that has on a solar and a detachable light that if when they get back home, they also can be able to read their books, um, but also still keeping safe during their messes. So that is one of our biggest program that has helped us in solving um, menstrual poverty and keeping girls staying out of school during their messes. Um, but the beauty about this bag graduates to our other program that we call the girls with tools um, and this we innovated after we noticed um, so many young teenage mothers um, who didn't have who are dropped out of school um, didn't have second chance education um, young ladies who are married to violent husbands and they are trying to get out of those violent relationships but because of um, lack of income and poverty they end up staying in those violent relationships so I started um, a, a program called the Girls with Tools where I train girls in male-dominated careers. That is carpentry, welding, mechanics, electricity installation, and the other being tailoring. And the girls in tailoring class are the ones now who make the smart bags. We source for income to, for, them to, for them to be able to make these bags after their training so that we've already, they already have ready income. So the Girls with Tools is more of like a skilling academy, to skill the girls in male-dominated careers, but also later after the skilling, we graduate them into our business girl magic program where we help incubate um, them into startups so that they can have survival of the, the skills and earn money from them. And those who are not able to start up with their fellow um, fellow ladies, we link them to work with our partners um, like MTN, like Vivo, Tire Express, to get them work. 
So our main programs um, are the smart bags where we keep girls in school during their messes and also the girls with tools where we give a second chance education and training of girls in male-dominated um, careers and also the business girl magic where we inspire and incubate um, startups from, for young women. The programs that we run here at Smart Girls and all of them we make sure they go through um, they go through um, gender equality, they go through sexual reproductive health training, we give them self-defense, um, we connect them to um, entrepreneurial and employable skills training. Like it's a really, we're trying to embody and try and give the girls a 360 empowerment in all the programs that we do. Mm, that's so amazing. And are you, are you, you're based in the city. So is it mostly working with the the girls there and in, in the, in the community where you, where you operate, or are you able to reach people in more rural environments as well? Yeah, we do reach um, girls from all over the country. We, our biggest um, achievement has been in partnerships that we've been able to forge with different CBOs and uh, different NGOs from all over the country where we, we don't have presence, but I can actually reach because we, even with the smart bags, we even reach girls in refugee camps. So we try and make sure as much as we have our head office in Kampala, we have affiliated offices um, from different parts of the country in rural areas. Amazing. And how many girls have you been able to impact since you were, since you founded the organization? Oh, wow. Um, with the, with the mentorship alone, we've been able to reach more than 500,000 girls with a smart bags. Now we've been able, we, we have reached more than 10,000 girls with a smart bag and they're staying in school. Um, for the girls with tools, we've graduated now um because this is um we started this the last in 2017 we've been able to graduate 300 girls um, from the girls with tools and been able to launch um 30 businesses and linked more than um, 50 girls out of the 300 to work it's so incredible what you're doing can you tell us about some of the impact that you're seeing through your work oh my god it's so humbling jessica i don't even have to tell you the, exactly what you've said. The bug seems very simple. And at first, when we're innovating it, we underestimated at how much it will get us and how much impact it would give to the girls. Because um, when we are giving out these bugs, we don't just go and hand them out. When we have several partners, we first go really um, work with local leaders, religious leaders, the guardians of the girls. Um, we first really synthesize them about the importance of keeping the girl in school. Um, we even go on and teach both the boys and the girls on how to make their own usable pads. So, and the importance of them not either selling off the bag, why the girl needs this bag. So we really include the whole community. And when we go back to really talk to the girls, how it has helped them, it's humbling at how their performance has improved. Their attendance in school has improved. Um, with, with, there's a teacher um, in one of the refugee camps, and she said herself being a teacher still, her daughter found like she couldn't afford um, a pad to get her in school. And this refugee woman was very fortunate actually to be a teacher, but she was very sad that she, herself being a teacher, she couldn't afford she couldn't afford keeping her girl in school. And it was so sad. But when we gave her the smart bag, this gave her the inspiration, gave the young her daughter uh, the inspiration to stay in school, and the lighting was helping them also beyond the girl themselves and also them as a family. And the girl's performance had increased because 
she was in depression because um, she was being bullied. How can you be a teacher's child and you're always the last in school, in class, sorry. So um, just as simple as that bug and the light and the, that simple bug really helped her increase her performance and her attendance in school and it built her self-esteem. So it's amazing and how this, the, the, as something as simple as that can actually change someone's life. Um, also, the ladies who are making the bags here, um, who are making the bags for the girls, it has increased their income. We've gotten those who have absolutely been confident to get out this, of situations of gender-based violence. We have ladies who are now making bags and they know they were in sex work and um, they were in violent sex work, actually. And because they're able to be part of such a bigger cause, they're recycling plastic and they know the bags that we are getting from them and buying from them and giving to the girls is to a bigger cause has led them to also be able to take their kids in school. So I'm very grateful for the multiplier effect we are making around not only keeping the girls in school, but also giving a second chance um, education, income to those who are already um, who are already out of school and who dropped out of school. So it's, it gives us goosebumps, I would say. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps too. <laughs> it's so incredible. I I feel so bad that they're getting bullied. What, like who is bullying them and why? I, I don't understand. So like, for example, you see um, the girl that I've told you about. So she was bullied the fact that um, you have a parent of our teacher who is teaching us. Why are you being last in school? Yeah. So without the kids, those who are privileged enough were bullying this girl because her, her mother was a teacher and yet she couldn't be able to attend school. But they, they didn't know what the situation this was go, they were going through. This is a teacher who was teaching over four classes. Yeah. And trying to survive. She was a single mother. So handling over, um, she, has, she had given birth to 12 kids and she was a refugee. So she wasn't keeping up. She was trying to help the community, but also forgetting about her children. But because she didn't have the means, she was fighting to keep food on the table. And it was just really sad. It was just a really like sad situation for the teacher herself. So imagine she's going back home, looking at her daughter, who is depressed, who is still keeping out of school, and she has to go back and teach. So she was also being affected by the fact that her daughter was being going through this and she wasn't giving her enough attention. So when we got in and talked to them and um, also taught her on how to make reserve pads and also giving her the smart bag that had the solar power, it really changed the whole mood around the family. It built, first of all, their confidence because now they, they appreciated the fact that you could be able to solve your menstrual poverty in such a simple way and still um, give back to the other kids that she was teaching. So it really helped so much the girl. Her, her, when her self-confidence built, you could absolutely see immediately her mother was also quite changed and the give back she was giving to the, to the kids in that school. Oh, So, you know, one of the things that Jamila, uh, you hear a lot, there's a lot of research, I think, to support this is that when you educate a girl and you empower her, she goes on to educate others, lift up her community, take that education and invest in supporting others around her. Is that what you're seeing on the ground there with the work that you're doing? Yes, that is absolutely and absolutely true. Um, when here for the girls with tools, the girls here, 
the young teenage mothers, we give a second chance education in skilling. Oh my God, when they start learning, and because we, we don't care, we enroll them even without any education certification, any background in English, because we believe your hands, your skills, what you can do with your hands doesn't need you to speak English. It doesn't need you to be able to write um, a mathematics that you can learn on the way. So you see these women being empowered to make sure their girl, they, they take back their kids to school. You see them empowered to know the importance of them um, going for family planning, um, why they shouldn't um, be able to um, suffer in silence for gender-based violent um, relationships, why they need to learn how to save, why they need to, to, to invest. Like, it's quite like the woman, when she gets like, let me just tell you one story. So we had one girl, one woman here. Um, she was um, 19 years old and she had four kids and she was in an absolutely violent family. And she was like, a relationship was a border border rider here. We call them here motorcycle, motorcycle riders. And the gentleman was quite violent and he was a drunkard. But because she had no education background, she was absolutely depending on this guy. So when she heard about our girls with tools, so she comes in and enroll and she studies mechanics. So with the enrolling and the learning, we accepted her to come and learn with her kids because she didn't have anywhere to leave the kids. And I'm like, no, you can come and learn. Um, the kids can share the lunch that we are providing. And she loved the fact that she, was, she started feeling shy that she was being able to get this education. And her eight-year-old girl was there with her and she, the girl wasn't in school. So she started asking us for a plan on how she can already start working and she, she gets this kid in school. So we started connecting her kids in school. And then later she started learning on how to start her business. Then later she started, she started asking for how can she file for a divorce? How, how can she get all fast? She first wanted to go for therapy. Like it, it was such a ripple effect. Now she, she, she started her own garage. She has employed more five ladies who are here who are studying here. She earns income, all her kids are in school. She's our biggest advocate here in Kawempe. Like, oh my God, like we feel like we unleashed a power queen. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know how to describe it to you. It is amazing, it's mind blowing. The woman who came timid, shy, she couldn't say anything, very angry, very rude. But you could understand where she's coming from now. She's like a power queen. She like she goes to house, each house and every house. No, your child shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be seated here. You should learn to do something. And Jessica, I can go on, go on and on with this lady. Like we, it's like we unleashed like a warrior, I would say. <laughs> I love it. Oh, what a great story. Oh, that's wonderful. That must make you feel. So good to know that you're making this impact uh, and difference in, in the lives of individual women in your community. Yes. Yeah, we are like, it's, it's amazing. Um, it makes me feel better at night. It's, it's um, I tell my mother every day, this is why I quit my job. It is worth it. It is worth it a hundred times and more. Because um, it's the legacy I dream to live that even a hundred years when I'm dead, I love to see families that have, have I have empowered and still say it's because of that person's innovation or initiative that got me to appreciate why I need to keep girls in school 
why a girl shouldn't, a teenage girl shouldn't get into a forced marriage, why it's very important for a girl to have, a woman to have economical independence, why gender equality in all careers is very important, like why something as simple as a, a visible pad or a pad or something that is natural to us, like we, God did not, we cannot say, like I always tell people here that to have sex is a choice. But it's not a choice for us to have visible parts, to have, sorry, menstruation periods. You can't tell them, stop, do not come this month. I do not have money. You can't tell them that, no, I'm not yet ready. I'm nine years old. I'm five years old. I'm not, I don't want to get you periods. You can't postpone them. They have to come whether we want it or not. So why do we have to give priority to make sure pads are really available everywhere and we don't give priority for girls to have access, free access to reusable parts to something they can't do away with. Well, I am so impressed and so inspired by you. How can people who want to support the work that you're doing, how can they support you? So, um, yeah, they can come to our website. Um, our contact numbers are there. They can either support, um, donate a bag, because what we've done, been doing right now with whatever bag either someone buys or, um, or buys or um, donates, we make another that we give out for free. So they can contact us if um, through our website or social media pages if they want to support any girl um, or buy a smart bag for a girl or even um, sponsor one girl to take to be part of our program for the Girls With Tools because what we do with the Girls With Tools, we enroll some, girl, some ladies, those who can afford the courses and each girl who pays to be part of the course, we also enroll another one who can't afford the course for free. So, um, but when we get grants, um, for those who are absolutely funding the program um, for a number of girls, it also, like, it's um, inspiring for us. So, in whatever way anybody can donate, we take it up um, and they can contact us on, through our website or our social media pages. Amazing. And we will put those uh, links in the show notes for anyone who's interested. Jamila, thank you so much for your time. You've been a wonderful guest and we wish you the best of luck on Smart Girls Uganda and hope that you will reach out if you need anything. Oh yeah, this has been really fun, Jessica. I love, love, love to share. I was very surprised and honored to be invited to be on your podcast. Um, I'm very grateful, very, very grateful and thank you. The Days for Girls podcast is produced by Days for Girls International. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit daysforgirls.org forward slash podcast. If you'd like to support the work we do on the show, leave a rating or a review wherever you listen, subscribe to the show and share episodes on social media or with your friends. To learn more about Days for Girls and to join our global movement, please visit daysforgirls.org. Thank you for listening. See you next time.